I went out to get the paper. Damn delivery boy threw it right over the house. Never could find it. <laughs> and, then, and then old Mrs. Hotchkiss stopped by. <laughs> We're going to go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And it's Terry here. I'm actually here. Here, look at that the, in the studio. Yeah, you, you guys can't see it, but I am. Um, I am visibly aroused. I don't know what that means. No, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm like, I'm not visibly. Uh, vis- visibly, <laughs> I'm, I'm invisibly aroused. No, oh no, it's just this has been a, like, oh, been a while. Invisible boners. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's our next podcast. Uh, 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 ghost boners. No, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, no, it's been a while since we've been in the same room, uh, recording. It's funny cause we see each other often, like, but we don't, when we record, it's always like, yeah, I gotta stay at home, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't look at me. Yeah. So, but yeah, welcome everybody, uh, to the show. It's a, uh, you know, strange highways as, uh, or, or ghost boner boners as we're going to call it from here on out. Um, this is the, uh, anthology based podcast where we talk about, uh, a lot of different things, mainly the twilight zone. We have covered, um, the original series, um, the paramount, uh, plus produced, uh, two seasons that are no longer on paramount plus. You can find them elsewhere. And we're now in the, um, the very back half of season one of the 80s edition of the of the Twilight Zone. It's been it's been a long road. The, the longest road. <laughs> yeah. For I, one season. Well, we, well, the way we've been doing it by segment by segment, right? Like, Because it's like only like 25 episodes or something in full, uh, which that would that would put it on like even behind like the run the episode counts of the original series. And like, except for like season what was it? three but um yeah anyway it's been a long time right so we, we talked about button button last week that was a fun story uh but now we're getting into need to know which um this is uh one i've been looking forward to talking to you about terry like uh spoilers i think this is like a proto uh, x-files episode yeah there, there's something very interesting here to talk about um uh, i can't wait to sink into it yeah but i want to pull an audible real quick here um, this is kind of a, uh, special episode. Not only am I back here in the, in the recording studio with you, but this is a, uh, it is an anniversary. Yeah. I, I, I was going to look this up and try to drop it on you, but go ahead. So, uh, was it 2016 was the, uh, the inaugural, uh, uh, first episode of the podcast. And, um, you know, for good or bad, here we are, and this is uh, that you know we've had a lot of rough road, and uh, you know I'm I'm excited to yeah, celebrate this with you. In-house. Seven years. It's always it's always the end of April. It's like it's always like you know, it's like your wife's birthday. Like shit, when was that? You know, like I always remember. It's like something. I think we're yeah almost seven years to the day of recording this. Yeah, it's a, yeah. So the the when we uploaded the first original episode was April twenty sixth, 
2016. Okay, so we're two days we're two days past the anniversary. Yeah, so. But yeah, okay, there you go. Seven years, everybody. Seven years. Um, we've covered a lot, like uh, five, seven, seven and three quarters uh, seasons of the Twilight Zone. So I think I actually tracks pretty well in terms of like time, yeah. right? And, and, and to continue that celebration, I have a gift for you, sir. Oh no! Yeah, no, no, no. So no, we're no. doing this on air again. Is I've it, done is it, it before. Is it, is it the ghost? It's a ghost boner, is what it is. So oh, okay. it is what a is gift, it? and I'm handing him oh, now that oh, he has he has not seen. Oh, he's opening it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is something that. Oh shit! It is near and dear to us. Oh shit! All right, my gosh! It yeah. Is, um, it's. I mean, this might actually cause a real boner. Uh, so this is. Uh, <laughs> oh my! Like I'm like. Listen to that Foley work right now. It's great. Yeah, it, oh, only the best wrapping paper. Oh, Jesus Christ! This is awesome. Oh my God! He, you got me. Um, it's from Waxwork Records, so I know it's a, well, a specialty imprint. They they released um re released the Thing score, the 1982 John Carpenter thing. And it is. Um, it sold the f out the first time it was released. Oh so my goodness! This is a very special edition. Uh, the way it opens, it looks like breaking ice. So yeah. if, if if anybody's ever uh, really looked into vinyl, check this company out. Waxworks, they do great stuff. Um, they're not like we're not like affiliated with them. Um, unofficially, <laughs> yeah. we're uh, promoting them, but. Um, this is a beautiful it, album. It, it looks like it's going to be because it's an Antarctic squirrel colored vinyl, which I, they, I know there's a lot of those uh, small imprints that do that weird stuff. Now that, yeah, that they're, looks they're like, very boutique. Yeah. You know. But this score, the more, uh, you know, Morricone score for this is one of my favorite scores. I mean, the things, what like my favorite film, which Terry and we knows just that. We recently lost it. him last year. So yeah. when it came up for sale uh, again, uh, I instantly jumped on it. Oh my it. goodness, so man. This you was, you uh, spoil me. Uh, my gosh. A month and a half ago. So I purchased it for you. I have the exact same thing. Oh, so nice. Well, it's we're Vinyl Brothers. I, I think it, it would have been, been even funnier because the way this the, this the slipcase works, it's like cracked down the middle. But it almost been like if you would give me one half and you kept the other half, and it'd been like like we're like you know royalty and we're trying, we had to find the other part of the pendant. <laughs> um, no, this is this is amazing. Oh my goodness! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. I know you guys as listeners probably don't get much out of this, but uh, Paul's a, a dear friend of mine. Uh, I consider him a brother. And I wanted to do something special. Yeah, see, friend. he brings up anniversaries, and he's like, "I got you this amazing thing," and I'm like, "Well, what, what did I, what did I get you? Nothing." Uh, chicken. You're yeah, right. Be, he's ma- making, making dinner for I, me. I tonight. am making dinner for he, him and his <laughs> wife tonight, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think I got the better end of the deal. But yeah, like, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so with that thing out of the way, uh, no, but thank you. That is, it's amazing. I kind of want to stop recording right now and just go listen to it. That's it. All right, everybody. Good night. Have a good night. Yeah. So all right. <laughs> All right, so uh, need to know, uh, kicking off our, our uh, seventh, or I guess going on to our eighth year, starting our eighth year here on the show, it is season one of the original, sorry, 80s edition of Twilight Zone, episode 21, segment A. Um, air date was March 21st, 1986. Uh, number one song, uh, Sarah by Starship. That's a nice power balladly thing. You know, I'm sure there's been plenty of uh, babies made on a prom night to songs like that in 86. <laughs> Yeah, not not necessarily the baby making music that happens this day. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. Uh, I so, do know this song well, actually. Um, so, uh, and then also, what was it the number one film was uh, Police Academy Three? Back in training. Um, I don't know how many babies were made with that, but you know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, what I have for for day and date. So this isn't actually the twenty first. It's actually the twenty fifth. Um, I have here just because it was interesting to see it, they announced them. Was it the Academy Awards winners? Um, so for best picture, I'm going to give you, um, all of, all of the nominees and you're going to tell me which one won. How about that? 
Uh, yeah, hit me. Yeah. So we have the color purple. Okay. Kiss of the Spider Woman. Mm. Pritzi's Honor. Out of Africa and Witness. I believe it was out of Africa. That is correct. Yeah. Um, no one remembers this movie. Like, I mean, it's just one of those ones they won because it's like, I'm sure it's this beautiful film. I remember like at the time, like, you know, like all the, the ads for it, but like who talks, I, who talks about out of Africa? I, I watched the Goldbergs and I think it's referenced. Oh, as, of course it's referenced. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, that's, no. I do love witness though. Witness Wit- is incredible. Yeah. So and then like, um, but I also want to point out what was not nominated for best picture that year. And it was purposely not nominated because the Academy hadn't like, they would not let these guys come to the table. Uh, Runaway Train by Canon Films. Oh, it. They, they, this was their closest shot to actually getting nominated for Best Picture, and they were purposely kept out. Like, I mean, it's a suspicion because they were also they were at was it uh, Cannes Film Festival, and they were going to actually win, but then everybody made it a point to give the award to a film that was still in production. Like they were being snubbed because you couldn't let the you couldn't let the you know uh, Golden Globus those those you know those you know those hacks those frauds well, well because they <laughs> they, they kind of are at times right but they actually put out like a really good movie I will say that um, John Voight and Eric Roberts were both nominated for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor did not win um, and then um, got also nominated for Best Editing you would think that'd be the one they would give. That I feel too. bad for my friend Eric. Uh, you know, I Eric to, Roberts. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I got to meet him over at uh, the yeah. local convention that we have here in the uh, uh, Cleveland area. Nice dude, really yeah. nice guy. No, like I, 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 whenever I found out I was there, I, I wasn't even planning on being there that day, and I, I, I beelined it because I just wanted to go over and be like, "You got robbed for one runaway train." And he was like, "You know what?" Like he was very, very. Like, 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 generally happy that they talk about like that versus like, hey, what was it like getting your legs broken, Batman? You know, it wasn't like, you know, um, you know, how's your sister? You know, like, you know, like, whatever. But, you know, it's anyway, I just want to point out that I think there was a, 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 an injustice done that day for Runaway Train not being nominated for Best Picture, not winning Best Picture, then also, you know. So there you go. That's that's my as, day. As it I, happens every year, because everybody's going to have that uh, the kind of narrative, you know. That's true. <laughs> every year that Runaway Train has not been nominated for Best Picture <laughs> is, uh, you know, it's a sad year. Uh, but I'm just going to tell people like travesty. Yeah. Like check if you want. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a very dour film, but it's really good. Check it out. It's uh, about two convicts that uh, escape from like this. I think it's like Alaska. Anyway, it's like up north. Like yeah. this very much like you know middle of nowhere snow. And they actually get on a train that um, they don't realize that like through a series of events, it doesn't have an operator and it's like getting faster and faster. And like, well, this it, has definitely been on my list for, um, you know, pictures to watch, but you and your other podcasts have actually talked about this we did. film yeah. at length too. So invasion of the podcast, um, check out their here at Canon. It was it was a lot of fun. That was one uh, discussion I did not listen to all the way mm-hmm. through because there was some spoiler material. Yeah, well, there, there you go. So anyway, uh, but it's, uh, anytime runaway train is like adjacent, I want to bring it up. But yeah, that's where we're at with our day and date. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll get into our cast and crew here. Um, so the director on this is Paul Lynch. Uh, for, um, this is the fourth segment uh, he has done. Uh, he he did uh, examination day. A message from charity, uh, Wong's lost and found uh, emporium. So, we'll we'll hear from him again soon. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so if you, you probably go back to examination day, well, we, that's that's been the one that I of the ones we've talked about up to this point. That's been the my the best one, but that was like the shortest one too. So yeah, yeah, and and we go a little bit more in uh, in into detail of his career mm-hmm. and that. So yeah, go back to that, and uh, we have a fun discussion about him. Um, and then so our writers, we get two credits on this one. The story is credited towards uh, Sydney uh, Sheldon. Uh, he worked a lot on the Patty Duke show. I actually believe this gentleman created the Patty, Patty Duke show too. So I, I, I don't know if you want to go into length about his career. Like, I do have, I do have some stuff about him. So, um, so at 17, he decided to try his luck in Hollywood. The only job he could find was as a reader for of prospective film material at Universal Pictures for $22 a week. At night, he wrote his own screenplays and was able to sell one called South of Panama to the studio for 250 bucks in 1941. His first assignment after his return to Hollywood, meaning he, I think he did go away to war like everybody did at the time, yeah. is that it was a film called The, was it the Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer um, that was starring Cary Grant, uh, Myrna Loy, and Shirley Temple, which won him an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. Um, because Runaway Train had not existed yet. That's why. Anyway, so uh, in the early 60s when the movie industry was uh, hurting because of television's popularity, he was like, you know what? I'm going to make a switch. He's like, I suppose I needed money. Uh, This is the guy that's always like, oh, well, that ship's sailing. I'm going to find a new ship. I'll explain more about that in a second. He's like, I met Patty Duke one day at lunch and and started producing the Patty Duke show. And, you know, um, when Duke was playing Twins, you know, whatever, we know the show. He's like, I did something nobody else did in TV ever did at that time. He's like, for seven years, I wrote almost every single episode of that series. That is unheard of, right? Mm-hmm. At the time. Co-created I Dream of Genie," And then after that, he kind of dipped out and then went on to become like a successful novelist. Like, this dude wore like many different hats. And each time he just found success, he just seems like, yeah, I'll do that now. Like... Man. He, evolved, he evolved with the industry. Yeah, and Orr also kind of read the tea leaves and was like, well, TV's dying now. I guess I'm going to write books. <laughs> like, good on him. Yeah, good. For, yeah, definitely good on him um, because, you know, Bill's got to get paid. But uh, so then we'll move on to our uh, teleplay, which was done by uh, Mary Sheldon. Uh, so this is one of two credits, and that's pretty much all I have. Yeah, you, so I thought this was a husband and wife duo. They're not related to everything I was looking up. Like I, I looked through his bio. I can't place these two together. Likewise. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's odd, but whatever. Anyway, that's two credits. You're yeah, right. Very I was like, coincidental. The yeah. know, last names. Um, but yeah, so, so we'll get into our cast here. Um, it's kind of lengthy. We'll, we'll, we'll go through Like there are some of this where it's like, oh, five credits, five credits. But yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Right. So uh, to lead our cast off here, we have William Peterson. Um, very recognizable, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. But yeah. he plays Edward Sayers. Uh, he was in CIS. Yeah, I think I think he was or in CSI. I'm sorry, uh, CSI. Sure, I, they're all the same thing in okay. CIS, CSI. But he, he was also yeah. a producer. I didn't realize that he was on. A, he was a producer for like over like 300 episodes. Yeah, well, because like CSI hit so big, right? And he was like the main guy mm-hmm. that that eventually I know they ended up like doing like like was CSI in Miami, CSI in New York, CSI. You know, there's like a video game too. Like he actually like participated <laughs> yeah. in. Again, a like, lot of different facets. You know, of this. Get, you know, get your money right. Go get, go get paid. Like yeah, you know, sure. like CSI Toledo. I don't know. Anyway, it's just um, whatever. That's the one I want to see. <laughs> right. Like, but CSI uh, torso murders. Um. <laughs> so, but yeah, he ended up doing that. He was also in uh, 1986's uh, Manhunter, uh, To Live and Die in L.A. And that, like, I, you know, like it's one of those things that, like, I once I saw his photo from the CSI stuff, and I was able to kind of reverse engineer it. I'm like, that's exactly him. But he he's so young here that I would have never 
guess that. Like it's the eyes. I, I, yeah. I, I recognize the eyes immediately. So like yeah. So you said Manhunter, which um, that was the the beginning stages of everything for um, Silence of the Lambs. That was the first adaptation. Yeah, it was the first adaptation of of that book, which would go on to like they would adapt it. Uh, that that turned into Red Dragon. Would, yeah, which was the prequel to yeah. Sansa and then he, yeah. the the thing I uh, first seen him in was Fear. Have you ever seen the Mark Wahlberg? I have. Um, Reese Witherspoon. I saw it at the time. I just remember an awkward roller coaster sequence, if I recall. Um, we'll just leave it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ghost boners. Ghost boners. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever. Um, and then, and I remember part of that soundtrack. But it's like, wait, wait a second. You're telling me Donnie Wahlberg? Sorry, Mark Wahlberg. Marky like, Mark. Marky Mark plays like this, like you know, uh-huh, kind of a cute guy. But then he gets like you know mad and it becomes like kind of a dick. You, I just, I understand that sometimes people. Have to find the character. But people love his hamburgers, so <laughs> just, whatever. I don't know. Like, just the fact that it's like, oh, you want to try acting? What are you known for? Oh, just losing your cool and being a creeper? Okay, well, come on in. We got the perfect project for you. We were This was originally a romantic comedy, but now we have you? No. Yeah. yeah. Can we see his underwear? Because um, yeah. he, he used to do the Calvin Klein thing, too. Well, that, but he was also part of the Funky Bunch, right? Like, Well, he, he, he yeah, was, his, yeah. You know, the Calvin Klein underwear, a Funky Bunch. Uh, so yeah, so we move on to yeah. Our uh, Marky cast. Mark is not part of this uh, episode. Sorry, Continue. he is not. Yes. So we'll move on to our next cast member here, uh, Robin uh, Gamble. Gamel? I think it's his Gamble. Yeah. Gamble. Uh, so he plays uh, Jeffrey Potts. Uh, he was in Nightmares. So yeah, I wrote my notes here. Sort he, of. He was the bishop, yeah. but not of battle. Meaning he was the bishop in the segment with Lance Hendrickson, if I recall correctly, because that was the only ones that involved other people. Of like religious cloth, I think so. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't know it, but I was like, wait a second, that's not the bishop. I yeah, think I, was, of. I, I was confused because we actually recently talked about Nightmares. the guy who yeah. played oh, the, the bishop, bishop of battle. battle. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, but yeah, so also in Project X, with which we have mentioned recently, I think so. Too. Yeah, and in Skyline, so uh, this gentleman is still kind of acting around uh, this timeline, um, you know, our timeline, the future. Uh, uh, Skyline, really interesting. Uh, it film. was it was a low budget. Like the thing is, like people were surprised at how good the effects were, but there wasn't much of a film there. Yeah, yeah. It's a it, it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, so next is uh, Francis McDonald M- McDormand M- McDormand. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, plays uh, Amanda Strickland. Uh, so this lady must love the Coen Brothers. Well, she's married to one of them. Is she? Yeah. I, see. <laughs> I, there had to have been something like that. So she was in Blood Simple, which yeah. was their first film. She was also in Raising Arizona, and one of the, the most popular of their uh, their catalog, Fargo. Yeah, I mean she's in everything, and she's still working. Clearly, she won an Oscar for Nomadland, like um, No Man Land, Nomad Land, uh, like two years ago. Um, because Runaway Train was not nominated. Uh, but um, So she's still working. Four Academy Awards, two Emmys, one Tony Award. And this is per the notes. Oh, like, she has but, a Tony as yeah, well? Wow. I, yeah. Ma- Mark, making her one of the few performers to achieve the triple crown of acting. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, she doesn't have a Webby. I don't know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Or an MTV award, maybe. But she's been married to Joel Cohen since 84. Is she podcasting? So Probably. Uh, everybody is. Uh, but she's been married to Joel Cohen since 84. So in 85... She appeared in Sam Raimi's Crime Wave because the Coen brothers were, um, they were working on Evil Dead 
Like they were like they were editing. I think it was right. the whole thing was like 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 basically it was like these like, these two young like brothers. They're like you know they're like, who are these guys? I don't know. They were working here. And it's like just to think about like the career they would go on to have. Right. So yeah, I just yeah. found out that uh, that that note. And I, I think it was the one brother in particular, but nonetheless, like I'm yeah. sure like the other brother was like, "Hey, I gotta get some TP. What well, I can uh, also help you with." All yes. This. So then, also in 1990, McDormand would team up again with Sam, Sam Raimi for Darkman. And which she co-starred alongside with Liam Neeson. I love Darkman. That's a fun movie. I have, I've never seen it. You've never seen Darkman? I've never oh, seen we, it. That, we, yeah. I don't know. It might be some dinner theater this evening. Uh, so <laughs> um, in 1990, uh, well, I mentioned Dark uh, Darkman. Uh, and in 85, uh, I, I, that was my note about Crime Wave. Anyway, it's like I like I'm mentioning her genre stuff. However, she's been in everything. And then she's still working. Like there's one of those like actresses like you you know you're gonna get like good work out of her great no personality yeah. yeah i love her in uh fargo like that, here's it i've not seen that and yeah i know i know i know i know i know wow like, that's the dinner theater no right no I, I here's the thing is i've owned fargo oh for like over 10 years now the reason i know that is because whenever in the last days of blockbuster i like we were just you know we would hold stuff for ourselves to get like the discount because you know oh my god and I, so I've owned, I'm like you know what it's one of those movies I'm like I should get around to that <laughs> you gotta watch that film yeah I uh, should uh, it's but, not uh, like Scarface like where everybody builds it up and then you're like it's well, like wait does, I mean, if it doesn't end with her and a face full of cocaine like just like you know I don't know whatever don't. we'll talk um, but anyway so next here we have Harold uh, Ayers Ayer yeah yeah um, Plays Mr. Strickland. We heard him at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so you heard the the vocals there. Um, he loves to yell. Um, so if you have ever seen Night of the Demons, he's the old grumpy old man who wants to put razor blades in kids' apples and everything, and gets his up. You know, like he gets his shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I I love Night of the Demons. It's one of my favorite horror films from the eighties. Uh, yeah, you'll recognize him immediately. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so moving on, Eldon Quick plays Doctor Bennett. Yeah, uh, an episode of uh, Night Gallery. Yep. So there, there's not much notes here, and so we'll kind of yep. fly through this. Ellen Alberti. Al- Albertini. Albertini. Uh, Ellen Dow. Albertini Dow is Mrs. Hotchkiss. Uh, first of two segments we're going to see from her in this. Yeah. She very like this is one of those recognizable character actors, right? Yeah, for uh, sure. She's in The Wedding Singer, um, and also a phrase, an episode of Frank's Nightmares. And it's a, it's just one of those things that's like, I, I honestly thought she was the woman in um, Billy Madison that was like that like walked up during like when they went to like um, on the field trip to like the Pioneer Town where it was like you know if um, if peeing yourself is cool, I'm Miles Davis. It's like I thought that was her. It's not her, but yeah. anyway, it's but, like yeah, wedding singer. Yeah, that's yeah. A, I, I I love her as the like the the lady is getting the singing instructions, and but she she's also in Memoirs of an Invisible Man. So oh, that's right. Yeah. So so. Um, but yeah, and then ghost on, boners, ghost boners, ghost bo- John Carpenter's ghost boners. No, it's uh, uh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, next is uh, Shay Garner. Garner. Yep. Uh, so Doctor Fall, uh, an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and then is uh, Ray Bellard. Uh, well, so let me Jack. let me talk more about uh, Shay Garner for a second. There is a film that he's part of that I, I I'm. Sh- I'm sure we maybe had talked, maybe we talked about because it's a film that the director of this episode did called, was it um, Humongous? 
Uh, let's see here. And I looked at this trailer. It looks ridiculous. It's from 82. Uh, it's the story centers on a group of young adults who become stranded on a deserted island where they are stalked and murdered by a monster, a monstrous assailant. Um, and it is the, the trailer. I saw this trailer. It looks ridiculous. Um, is this a Roger Corman film? Uh, no, it's uh, maybe uh, <laughs> producing it, but it was directed by um, uh, Paul Lynch. But yeah, like look at look at there. Just take look, look at this uh, um, poster. You're in. You know you're in, right? Like that looks that looks not great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, it's, it's, that, it's not it, some Drew Struzan. Well, oh, no, it's not. It's not Drew Struzan level quality. It's not the thing poster, but it's like the tagline here is: "Here are the monsters' little toys. Once they were little girls and boys, humongous. It's loose. It's angry, and it's getting hungry." You know, like it should be like, it's loose, it's angry and it's getting hangry. But anyway, so that sounds like something that I'm surprised that considering the circles that we travel in, that this isn't something that's already been like, you know, ingrained in us. I'm sure it has been passed around uh, (laughs) at the convention that we go to. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. so. So anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. moving on. So um, uh, Ray Ballard, uh, he's our next actor here. Uh, uh, Jack. 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 Henry's? Yeah, Jack uh, Henry's. Good, you know, Jack. Good. You could not, pick not any, Jack. You could pick any name because you're writing the story and you pick the name Jack. Good, Jack. Great. But yeah, so two episodes of Night Gallery and also in the film Vamp. Um, we've mentioned it in the past. Yeah. Uh, check it out. I have not seen it. but So the last credit I will bring up, unless you have something else, Paul, but uh, Clarence Brown Wiley... Whitlow. Willow. What? Wiley Whitlow. Willow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have five credits Dead for him. Heat. Dead Heat. Yeah. That's a fun movie. Uh, yeah. I turned it off. Okay. Well, that's not so much fun <laughs> for um, Yeah. I turned it off because it is stupid. <laughs> I, that's a conversation for another day. Terry and I, like, I, we have... We do have very complimentary senses of humor, but there's definitely times where, like, the Venn diagram does not overlap about things I enjoy and you, you do not... It's always fascinating to yeah. me for people. I'm like, well, you don't find that funny? Okay. Yeah. So well, yeah, we have we have some notes because uh, <laughs> uh, you know Paul is a very big uh, fan of Thor. Uh, yeah, watched Love and Thunder last night. We're gonna have a conversation after I this. I, I I I love Ragnarok. I thought Love and Thunder was fun. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, I know. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, are we ready I d- to? I let, just want to get this heated. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> Terry just wants to go and whisper in my ear put, his put, thoughts I'm about turning Thor. on the Bunsen burner. Yeah. He just wanted to whisper in, his, in my ear about his thoughts about Love and Thunder, and then I'll just start screaming. I gave you a happen. gift, so I'll, yeah, I'm true. heating it up. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to open it up, and the record's broken already. Like, that's what you... That's, like, uh, uh, like uh, I, I, I heat-sealed it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, let's, uh, let Mr. Aidman... Like, for an episode that deals with a lot of, like, nonsense, purposely so, this intro still doesn't make any sense to me. So we got... We got um, I feel like Aidman's... He, he is patient zero. Yeah, wouldn't have been funny I'm if they actually to went to. I think this is a trend. <laughs> I think it'd have been funny if it's like, well, who's the last? Who's the very last? Per- All Charles Aid, but we got to go find him. <laughs> like, anyway, so here he is. Often, the most perplexing mysteries have the simplest solutions. The most complex questions, the simplest answers. Sometimes we seek long and hard, only to find the solutions and answers lie right before us. In a reference book under T for the Twilight Zone. Uh, again, I have no idea what Aidman's talking about there. It's just it's just word salad. But the, the, you know, there, if there's a time for an Aidman word salad, 
it's this episode. It's need to know. Word salad. Yeah. That actually, I think that was one of those things that like he put on his resume. He's like, yeah, I, I can do word yeah, salad. He's like, you know, I'm just going to just like it's like it's like going to like a like a jazz club. It's like, well, what do you do, Aidman? Well, I just kind of just free associate talking. It's like, do you play an instrument? Nah, my words are my instrument. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like if I'm we, eclectic. If, if we were to word name, salad. <laughs> If we were to name this episode anything other than need to know, it would be Ghost Boners and Word Salad. That would be the name of, and that would be like the worst, like uh, buddy cop. I, uh, I duo. think that, I, actually, I think that should be a ska band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody, welcome everybody. We're Word Salad and Ghost Boners. Ghost Boners and Word Salad. All right. So anyway, need to know. Uh, start off here with a flat tire on a country road. You know, uh, we got what was it? Um, the gentleman, Henry's, yeah, yeah, changing this tire. Wild, Wiley Whitlow shows up out of the blue. And he's telling something about the guy changing his tire, like you know, he, it, like he, he like, like he really comes in the scene with no question, like yeah, he just pops in, like what, he's right there, like he know? just like what what happened here, like I don't know what the hell just happened here. When you watch a scene, you're like, all right, the way the, the way they do the edit, he's not there, like and, and the and the far off shot setting up the tire changing, and that's gonna piss me off for our future conversation here that we're gonna have in like. 10 minutes okay i don't i don't mind this because it's like it, it puts you on the back foot of like where did this guy come from like what's going on but um yeah where did he come from where did he go right where did he come from wiley whitlow uh so uh he um you know was talking to the gentleman that's changing the tire at first things seem kind of like regular but then uh, it just you know which the conversation they're having i don't care about because it's like it doesn't like it's just them like talking about family people getting married whatever and then eventually like uh wiley's like you know what can i tell you something he's like you got to come over here and like, like be close here. Like, yeah, like right by like, me. Yeah. Like, can you please step on my toe? Yeah. And then that's whenever he whispers into the gentleman's ear and then that guy starts to laugh and then he just like starts screaming. And that's our introduction to the episode. Really, really interesting to me. I kind of dug that. Yeah. Very, yeah. Cause it does set everything up, uh, in a very interesting way. Like we don't even get the title of the episode until after that. Right. Like, so that's, uh, so we get that. Then this is when we immediately, it's a little disjointed because you're going to be like, who's doing what here? Because at first, right after that, we immediately get, uh, this is when we meet Edward. He's coming to the small town. Um, he has like this like suitcase, which we know is some kind of science equipment. But then that's where Amanda picks him up and they meet for the first time. But we're we're kind of like, like um, the, the, the screenplay is smart enough to know that we'll figure it out in a second. But it yeah. is very like, I don't know what's happening. And that's not a bad thing, but... It took me a second to catch up to what these two were doing. Well, and then the situation apparently is a little bit bigger than maybe one guy can handle. Because mm-hmm. Amanda says, like, where is your crew? We already explained this is kind of a big problem and, right yeah, now. Yeah, and the problem, we'll talk about the problem in a second. Like, I yeah. have a heavy suitcase. I have this. I, <laughs> yeah. I can handle the problem. Yeah, I like, yeah. So, like, um, she was expecting much more of a big response to her request for help. And then she's explaining to him, like, you know, whatever's happened is getting worse. It's affecting a number of people. And, and it's like, and including her, um, her father. Um, and that's, we, we have Edward go meet him at the hospital. And that's where we get that clip from the beginning where he's, the gentleman's like just talking normal and then just kind of starts screaming, you know, like. But and, also says that he doesn't know anything he, about a daughter. Yeah. It's just, he, that's, that's the one thing that's like weirdly inconsistent about this episode is like the, the, the nonsense that starts kind of happening, like he's lying about like having sons and he never did have any sons. We find out later 
doesn't acknowledge having a daughter. I don't know how that ties into everything other than it's all weird and that's okay. Like, you know, um, so yeah, we, we get that. And then, um, what was it? Uh, while they're also driving around, well, he mentions earlier, like before he starts screaming, well, that, I, I, I do sorry, want to go, ahead, go back please, please. to yes. uh, the the play setting for uh, Mr. Strickland. So Mr. Strickland is at the hospital. Um, it looks like doo doo is all over the walls. <laughs> yeah, is, is yeah. that doo doo? I don't know. It looks like there's a mess being made. Um, and it's like either it's blood or doo doo or I don't mean this. I don't, like there's like oh it's pudding Thursday. Like oh god no, Mr. Strickland. Uh, <laughs> you know like why did we why did we give the guy that just like. Just loses his mind at the snap there's of the like, There's like, no rhyme yeah. or reason why the dude is doing the things yeah. that he's doing. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. No. It's like, it's like, why did we serve chili to all the people that are unstable? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. So yeah, that was like, but again, that also kind of puts you in the, yeah, it puts you in that mindset of like this guy, like something's wrong with him. Right. But then he starts talking rationally and then he starts talking irrationally. Yeah. So, very, very yeah. quickly. And then like the, yeah, the scream and everything. It's yeah. like, so I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm questioning, first of all, where is he at? Why is he sexing it off? And I'm like, what did they diagnose him with? Yeah, that's that's fair. But like the idea that like the, the only thing they know is it seems like these people are coming in for like suddenly this like um, like acting bizarre out of nowhere. And some of it, some of it's violent, some of it's not. Um, you know, so then that's whenever he mentions Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Hotchkiss. So Amanda and Edward go to talk to her and there's the, there's the Chekhov's gun where she's like, Hey, you mind if I play, um, this shitty country station? And he's like, yeah, I don't mind. It's like, she's like, it's the only one around. I'm like, well then of course you're going to play that one. <laughs> um, so then they go to meet, uh, Mrs. Hotchkiss, Hotchkiss. And she seems like a nice elderly lady, you know, like just like serving them like tea and like food or whatever. And then as they keep pressing her about something, I love this bit where she starts talking and then she just pulls a knife uh, on uh, Edward. It is one of my favorite things I've seen recently. Just her like trying to pull an iPhone. Yeah, she told like this tale of um, don't ask any questions and. We won't tell. Like it was. Like, what was it? Like I won't tell you any lies. Like one of those weird. type it, of scenarios. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, like knife. the steak knife comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that whatever she does, it she's so like elderly that he just stands up and holds her arms above her head, and then she has nothing to do. And he, he says to like a um, was it a man? He's like, like go get something I can tie her up with. It's like, like a towel. Yeah. It was like one of those things where it's like, yeah, that, she, that that's yeah. the perfect way to tie somebody's yeah, hands. But it, but it's towel. like it wouldn't take like it'd been like go get me go get me like you know just a gym sock. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like you know, but can yeah. you get some canned air? I need to just blow this woman over. Yeah. Like yeah, like give me just give me some warmed over ribbon candy we can tie her up real quick we must have that around here somewhere anyway so so then they, they start um they, it basically becomes this thing where they're trying to figure out like the, the the path of whatever this is uh but then we cut to what looks like it looks like a high school science lab mm-hmm. uh and so like they're working like later at night trying to like you know see what's going on and i just wanted to point out that um it's like oh look at that um you know edwards and um you know, it, 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 like he's like a crime scene investigation. Like it is a CSI situation now with him investigating what's going on. But Amanda goes over. Yeah. But it's like she goes over like, I don't know how long they've known each other. I'm going to guess maybe like half a day. And then it's like, I don't like, Terry, we know each other for years. I don't care how close you and I are as individuals. Uh, the way I want to wake you up is not by touching your ear. No. Like I just, I would like, you know, maybe, maybe tap your shoulder, 
maybe, you know, like say, Hey, not be like, Hey person, I barely know ear touch. Like that was like, ah, that's weird to me. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, we also see something here in a, uh, a little bit that might be a little bit forward as well, but <laughs> yeah, like, no, they're vibing, right? They're yeah. like, you know, it, they, they definitely have chemistry, but, um, so she, um, they're, they're talking about how like there's no chemicals responsible. There's like no like like they're trying to figure out like what is this like um, this type of pathogen? Like how is this? The, what, sorry, what's the vector for transmission? Yeah, and yeah. so like it, understanding the uh, the psychosis of all these people perhaps may be like chemical. Like uh, all right, so is there something in the water? Is there something in the air? Is there something in the soil? Yeah, he's testing for all of that stuff. But the fact that it's only one dude is kind of interesting to me um and it like it comes to fruition and why that happens because i mean you know there like there was a lot of situations like this in the united states like people just acting acting wackadoo and it's like you know the government's like oh this is a low threat right now yeah yeah i mean they're, they're so um they're trying to figure out what's going on but she said something about like it kind of it kind of feels like a chain letter like, and I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Like they're like the links are whoever, you know, you like the last person you talk to, like, then you go crazy and it's like, and then you talk to that person and they went crazy. So like they're, she's starting to kind of put together the idea, like whatever, whatever's going on, it's, it is being trans, you know, transmitted like, like person to person, but you gotta, you gotta look at like who, who is this? Who's doing what? Right. Yeah. Who, who yeah. is, um, what is it? Uh, patient zero. Yeah. So she starts making a tree. Um, well, actually, before that though, they go back to the hospital for a second, and so one of the doctors that was originally served, like um, helping out with um, her father, now is like gone nuts, and he's now on top of the hospital singing, um, and like not like it looks like you know clearly he could be a, th- a like a suicide threat, but he's just he's just gone nutty, and that's it, and so they go. To like try to like, there's something else in there too in the hospital. I forget exactly what we're talking about, but what it comes down to is that they they start to figure out as they work their way backwards from who knows who knew who who talked to who, that there is um, one person uh, that was the first one named Andrew Potts, and he's been in the hospital for months now. Uh, but like they go to they maybe like talk to his brother because his brother was a professor, uh, but they haven't heard from him. Right. So that was the thing is like, well, if Potts is the first one and he's living with his brother, is his brother affected? Because, I mean, that would make sense. Right. Because like whatever, like they're living together, their family. Sure. Right. So then uh, what was it? Um, that's when we get Edward uh, going out to talk to the, the professor. Uh, Jeffrey is the name of the professor. Right. And leaving Amanda behind. And, and he's like, you know, you, you know, like, like, let me borrow your Jeep. Like, and then also we're going to kiss and also like, you know, hang back because I might get a call from the central office or whatever. Yeah. And so there, there is a very kind of like heartwarming situation there mm-hmm. between the two of them when he goes off and they, they, that kiss wasn't supposed to feel very genuine, but somehow it was like forced really oh, quick. Like yeah. I, it, like it as a viewer, I think they've known each other way longer than that's that. That's what it feels it's like, compression. right? Like, yeah. And I actually, that's one of the things I will give this as a plus is there is a lot going on in this segment, and it, it actually feels very like uh, fluid. It does. You're right. Like, I mean, we're already at the end here before. Like, just my gosh. Like, it's just it's very, very bang 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 bang. But like, um, but their relationship, it feels like there's a lot that was like in the margins that we didn't get to in terms mm-hmm. of like, I don't like you know. 
we don't know how long they've been studying this, but it, this is accelerated. But it's also like, you know, you're in a small town with one country station. I don't know how many fish there are in the sea. And you get like this, like, you know, good looking science guy showing up and whatever. You know, like, uh, you know, I, I'm not judging. It just, it seems really fast. But so then whenever we get Andrew going out to talk to Jeffrey, Jeffrey's at his, this, like, you know, his place, he's making a lot of weird sculptures. Um, and he's talking about how, like, you know, he eventually starts, like, kind of, like, monologuing, talking about how he did go overseas, um, like, I, I forget where, like, you know, somewhere in the Orient to, like, to maybe research a book. Uh, but then he's like, you know, he can't even recall now because he's now found out the truth. The uh, truth. Yeah. And, and throughout all this stuff that he's been doing for his home and everything, and, you know, he only talked to his brother. But now that he's talked to his brother, who's a big mouth, everybody should probably know what the truth is because, you know, his brother tells everything to everybody. Yeah, and it's also, but he feels compelled because he now knows the truth, which is, um, you know, was it the, the life? Think, yeah, life, like the name of God or something like that, right? Like the, the secret to everything, which right? that actually has been documented to be like a really weird, uh, uh, thing like, and it's been talked about in different films as well. The true, like the true name of God, um, the true meaning of life, uh, all these different things, which is very interesting uh, storyline. Yeah, I mean, like an avenue to go down. So sorry, it was he learned about it, and it was everything, right? That mm. was what was said because I, I actually um, they got pushed back. Like one of the few times the TV censors pushed back on the Twilight Zone was that it was supposed to be like the name of God, and they're like, you can't like, like they're like that guy. They're like that's a little too much. Like, Wasn't like, I even in um uh, what was it the Tales from the Crypt film um which um like what in the Demon Knight? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the maybe, but like um, yeah, but the whole thing here was like. You know, like you're, you're going to say this to somebody, and it's like you're never supposed to know exactly what it is, and it's this thing that's supposed to descend them. Like it's like it's very much like um, Warlock. That's Warlock. Actually, okay. It's a, yeah. it's from Warlock. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, but they, but like, um, but Jeff Jeffrey wants to tell uh, Andrew. Andrew's like, Nah, I'm having none of this. And then as he's trying to run away, because um, uh, was it Jeffrey says, you know what? I feel like I've kept the secret to myself too long. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to a local radio station and talk to my friend there because he will let, he'll let good folk on like locals. And then Andrew's like, no, you can't do that. And then Andrew gets clocked in the head with um, some pottery. Right. And that's it. He's, he's done. Uh, you know, and so he's out for a little bit of time. Which yeah. That's a pretty good scene too. Cause yeah. we focus in on a clock and then all of a sudden it's like when he opens, kind of opens his eyes again, it's like, we see that he's been out for like 45 minutes or something like that. You know? Yeah. But like, so as he's rushing back, he's hearing the radio broadcast and he hears Jeffrey getting ready to say the thing. He rushes home and, or to, to, I'm sorry, Amanda's house. And she has the radio on and he's like, you can't do it. Can't do it. I want to like, you got to stop this. And he stops her from hearing that. He dives, like he dives across the table. Yeah. Rightfully so. Right. I think, but, but then as he thinks he has like saved the day, there's already a, a like I was um, a mother and son that have already come in and talked to her, talked to Amanda, and um, she's like, you know, let me you know, let me tell you. And it's like, um, I, I man, this ending is it's it's for what, for what it is, I dig it. Like because it's like he she whispers into his ear, and we see his face, and we cut to the outside of the house and just hear him he, scream. He breaks the fourth wall. Well, like by looking look, like looking at the camera a little looks bit, yeah, right at the viewer, yeah. 
And that's when we like get the outside view of yeah. the farmhouse and get the screaming, mm-hmm. which mirrors the beginning of the episode. Yeah, which too. I, for this, I mean, I know we talk, we, sometimes we talk about the plot and we get like a little out in the weeds a little bit, but, and I know it sounds like we burned through this quickly because we did. That doesn't um, take away from the power of the segment. Yeah. There, there's nothing to diminish from yeah. this because it, it really is uh, something to view and digest. Yeah. Because when I first watched this, I was like, what just happened? You know, like I was super excited. Yeah, the, the, like, like it was like pedal to the metal to get through the storyline. But there was enough here to grasp. Yeah. You know, like to really sink your teeth into and enjoy. Yeah. Because there, there there's enough layering here, too. It's just like when I, when I mentioned to you, does this feel like a proto uh, like proto X-Files? Because you have the two partners trying to figure out things. And it's like, and it's not your typical happening, right? Um, so I could see this being like if they if they took another swipe at this for the X Files, but there's also that film that's ten years old now plus Pontypool. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I don't have you heard know. of it before? No. Uh, it's I think it was a Canadian made film where it's this guy who is a radio show host. It's a it's a very much lower budget film, but but it, they do a good job of using the locations they're at where. Um, people like they're getting reports of people like starting to talk like not gibberish, but like the words they're saying, it's like, it's very disconcerting. And it's basically, they're basically zombies and they kind of become mindless and start attacking people. But it's, it's, it's using words. Um, it's a really, it, it, it's not a perfect film, but there's some really compelling things in, to, in it. And I just like, if people, like if you get a chance, check that out, it kind of explores, it's, it's kind of like this, but in, like it goes in a little different direction. See, I, I like the idea of mass hysteria. Like so, um, so there's a podcast that I listen to. Um, we're not affiliated with them, yep. but it's a last podcast on the left. They just had an episode uh, within the last week. They were talking about mass hysteria, and I, it, it is a phenomenon. And there's no real way to explain it. And I think that's kind of what's going on in this, where it's like if you say something, you do something, you believe something. Mm-hmm. It can manifest in a very weird way. Yeah, there, like, I mean, you know, there was even like, was it um, not medieval times? But there's a thing called like the was Saint Vitus's dance or Saint Vitus's dance. Yes, they talked. About oh, they that. talked about. They oh, yeah, talked yeah. about that yeah. in that where people would just like convulse and for, twitch for days and, and, there was, and and like no one understood like why this was happening and it, it's a very a very upsetting like because there was no. Uh, physiological reason for it and there's like no psychological reason for it either but people p- people thought people they had it did, yeah and, and there's like not very much evidence but the so, so like there's psych- psychotropic um you know there, there's some of that things. too yeah like the, 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 where people like even like the salem witch trials there's some ideas that possibly the grain around was like kind of infected and people were like getting like weird reactions because like they like they didn't realize that like the food was bad and yeah. they're like oh you know what you know what 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 the witches, you know. So with this though, it's like also another thing I'll put out to you. Um, there's a Radiohead video for the song Wood. I think it's called W W O U L D. It's from their second album, uh, and it's it's this guy lying on a sidewalk, and he's just there, and people are coming up like, "Do you need help?" He's like, "I'm fine," and the whole thing is like in subtitles because the music's playing, right? And, and everyone's like, hey, um, yeah, you can, can I help you up? He's like, no, don't touch me. And it's like, why? He's like, I, I just let me, let me leave. Let me, let me just be here. And then the crowd keeps building. And it's like, well, why won't you let us help you? And he's like, do you want to know why? And then you just see him, like, he, he mouths something. 
at the end of the video is everybody around him is now lying on the ground like him. Like it's the same type of like, what just happened? You know, like I just, this is, this was, um, I like this, that this is a different type of twilight zone story. Um, this is something that could have worked in the original series, but I don't think that, um, people would have been ready for it. Um, yeah, this is, this is solid. This is really solid. I mean, is it the best executed? Maybe not, but just from a pure idea standpoint, I really, I really dug it. Yeah. It could have been tweaked a little bit here and there, but honestly, like there was a lot going on in a very small amount of time that I'm like, wow, this like for what we got pretty pretty well done <laughs> yeah absolutely so uh, uh any other thoughts notes feelings no i i really do not have anything else okay all right so let's go ahead and rate that twist uh twist rating as always is one through five one being like you know saw it from a mile away five being mind-blowing i'll be honest i like uh even though this is something that like we have seen um probably in other types of media me trying to beat this head on from like when this came out in like 86, this, this one, like the twist here of like what, like the ending is so, hmm, I'm going to give that a five. I did not see this kind of like this. These are the hammers I love. These are the sledgehammers I love where it just leaves you like, I don't know what happened. And this, this, this feels bad. I, I really dug it. I can't imagine giving this anything more or less than a five. Like, if, if, yeah. there, if our scale went up to a 10, yeah. I would give it a 10. But if, like, you, if the scale went up to a, ah, like that's ah, what you do. Yeah. A one out of, ah, I'll give it, I'll give it five. Ah's. All right. So, I, I love this episode. I think that or this segment rather, yeah. I, like, it, it just, it caught me off guard. It yeah. really caught me off guard. So this, this is a solid piece of television. People should check it out. I know like if you've, if you've not watched it, we kind of spoiled it for you, but I don't think that changes you should still watch it. Like if you want that little hit of like, man, they're, they're swinging for the well, fences even here. The execution, yeah. Yeah. like just the execution of it. Like, I think it's done really, really well. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is like, I think the acceleration of the, of the relationship isn't as well. Like, but, but at the th- same time though, it's like, they're both very, um, like they're very good on screen. You can tell that both of them have chemistry. So it's like, you know, like it's a very easy thing to get on board with already. And like, you know, we, like, I mean, we've seen certain movies that have done this kind of thing too. It's like, but this is its own flavor. Yeah. I, I, so I dig it. So, uh, yeah, I uh, need to know you guys need to watch it. There you go. That's you awesome. need to know. You need to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking it'd be funny if I would actually in this episode be like, I'll tell you. And then you hear beep the entire time and like, you know, and then you scream and that'd be the end of the episode. But yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's going to do it for our discussion about uh, need to know. Um, you guys can find us on Facebook at uh, strange highways. Um, you guys can email us directly at strange highways podcast, gmail.com. Um, let us know your thoughts on this. And uh, if there's other things you want us to cover, cause we are, we're now on like the last like seven or eight segments of the season. Uh, and then we'll do our big wrap up. That's going to be a hell of a thing. Cause we're going to cover a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get there when we get there. It, it, it's an undertaking. It, well, it, we, we knew, we knew how we were approaching this when we did it. So yeah, uh, this will be the longest of the seasons though. All things considered in terms of like what we're about to yeah, talk about. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, yeah. So like brace yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, like you guys can find us there, uh, wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us. If you enjoy the conversation, if you enjoy the random screaming, if you enjoy ghost boners, no, uh, <laughs> uh, let, uh, let other people know, uh, you're like, Hey guys, you want to hear, uh, you want to hear, you like ghost boners? What, what about this podcast? And like, just, you know, there you go. So, and Terry, where can people find us otherwise? We're on Instagram, folks. 
uh, you know, uh, ghost boners. Uh, you may not see them there, but <laughs> they're, they're there. Ghost boners are everywhere. You just may not see them. <laughs> but yeah, we're still having fun over there. Uh, it's kind of a hard road. Uh, I'm in charge of that. Uh, it is. Yeah, 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 life happens. Yeah, like, I'm I'm very um, I'm very technology uh, disabled in terms of like social media. Yeah, like you guys can find me on uh, Friendster or MySpace. Uh, well, yeah, both, both Paul and I have like a lot going on. Otherwise, but <laughs> I like that we're like oh, we don't understand Instagram. And like, I'm sure everyone's like Instagram was so yesterday. Like oh yeah, I know whatever. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah. you know we we put out a uh, a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're basically doing radio, like like radio plays for you guys. But so yeah, yeah. So one of the things we're going to share is uh, a a picture of that amazing record that I gifted my oh, friend here. Yes, my brother, uh, my love. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a couple podcast husbands. Terry's one of them. I think yeah. I think we're legal in Utah. So there we go. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's uh yeah. Please follow us on there and uh, please rate and review us. Um, if you think we're trash. <laughs> Um, you're wrong, but we try our right. hardest. Here's what I say about us. Both of them. Sober, reliable, the best men. You get damn right. Right. I mean, one of the one of those statements in there is not true, yeah. but most, most of it is though. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, please do do the right thing. Do do the thing. Yeah, do, do the, the thing. Do yeah. the right thing. All right. So uh what we what are we talking about next? And now Mr. Serling. Next episode, well, we're taking a week off because, uh, uh, you know, we've been busy. Uh, I just got to tell you, if, if, like I know Terry talked about the other show that I do, Evasion the Podcast. Uh, did that. I also um, was so um, fortunate enough to show up on an episode, um, of a, a bonus episode of Talk Without Rhythm. Uh, uh, we were celebrating Alien Day. I was on there with my co-host from Invasion of the Podcast, Steve. We talked about two Alien comics. That's a lot of fun. Go check that out at um, uh, Talk About Rhythm. It's available on his main feed. Anytime he does a Patreon episode involving guests, it's also free. Go check that out. It's a lot of fun. And then additionally, um, this week, because I'm a glutton, um, I made a guest appearance on the Theater of War podcast with our friend of the show, Trevor, who came on to talk about a season four episode that we thought was going to be more history-based, and it was not. Uh, but yeah. We got into the um, the very short film Gettysburg, which is actually three and a half hours long. But his his show is like he looks at like the actual um, like military side like uh, of these films. He picks like films that are based upon events, like actual conflicts, and then he talks about the conflict, and then he talks about the film, and then I come in and I you know it it, be- it becomes a long episode. But you know, Trevor's, a, a, Trevor's a good dude. Good dude. I, I yeah. can't wait to yeah. dive into that, man. Yeah, it's like so. Gettysburg, the film is three and a half hours long. Our conversations slightly like two something, you know, as you do. So, all right. Anyway, so go check those out. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But we're taking a week off because I recorded uh, four podcasts in like four days. So I need a minute. You know, like it's just I, I I have too much the name of God in my head right now. I just need a minute to go scream and wander around in the wilderness for like a week. And I'll be I'll be good then. I won't I won't be crazy after that. So, uh, but yeah, yeah next, get it out of your system. Yeah, but next episode uh, after our week off is season one, um, episode twenty one, segment B, Red Snow. I'm I'm be curious about Terry's thoughts on this too. Uh, it's it's a it's a very different segment than the one we just we just talked about. But that's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm like, um, there's going to be, but knowing the things that we've talked about recently, you're going to be like, huh, that really came at a weird time. Like, so like, I can't wait to talk about it. I'm not going to say why. Cause you know that I don't want to spoil it for you or Terry. He doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. Well, I especially have some reason to talk about it. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> the discussion's always going to be good. Yeah. So, 
All right. So that's, that's it. That's kicking off year eight. So everybody, uh, you know, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting the show. Um, have a good, have a good week and plus off. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess I got to say, As you'll see, Dr. Benitez found nothing somatically wrong with any of them. Nothing to indicate any exposure to a contagious disease. Is that the leasing or ministry?